When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we get to talk about the last CU basketball game of the season. Uh, the Colorado women lost to Creighton's women. It was 84-74. to You know, we talked about before the game, if, if you're scoring big numbers, this is probably one that you're not going to win. So disappointing there for sure we'll dig in there were a lot of things that you really like about this performance and and the season as a whole is still very successful but it's always painful to lose out and uh that is absolutely true today especially because there were there were things to like you know especially because you could look back and say they they could have beaten this team maybe they should have beaten this team who, who knows but that's where we uh that's where we are right now. Um, probably a little bit shorter podcast today just because it's a loss and we don't have to preview a game against Iowa on Sunday. You know, I have tickets to the Nuggets game Sunday night and I was thinking, well, first of all, I was thinking if that game is at the same time as this game, that'd be disappointing. I'd have to, you know, it'd be disappointing. But uh, it also would have been a lot of fun to get to hang out at the bar and watch that game and then head over. Um, so I guess my Sunday is free. I don't know. I'm looking for silver linings. Um, yeah, let's just dig right in. So we talked about this yesterday, but these are two teams that play very, very, very different styles of basketball. Creighton is run and gun. They want to get to the three point line. They they're fast. They're 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 smaller. Um, they're they're passers. You know, they they just want to. F- fling the ball around. Think think of like the 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 Warriors. They're in that mold of team. Whereas Colorado, more in like those bad boy Pistons mold of teams. They're they're big and they're physical and they want to beat you up and they want to steal the ball and they want to grind you down in the paint. They don't want to take many threes. It's um it's it's a mismatch of styles. And and the the total for this game was set at 128 and a half, which was dead center for all of the women's games today. You know, half above, half half expected to score more points, have to have fewer points. And what happened is 158 points were scored in this game. 30 more than the total. Again, 
we knew coming in that that total was right in the middle because you have one team that won a quarterfinal game in the Pac-12 tournament by scoring 45 points, and that's the style of basketball that they want to play, and you've got another team that scores better than just about any team in the country. So if you wind up, if you wind up playing a game that that's high scoring, of course that favors the, the, the team that likes to play those games. You, you wind up kind of turning your style of play into theirs. Um, and, and it's almost like a home court advantage type of deal. Um, so you give home court advantage. There were a lot more Creighton fans at that game today. Um, it, it helps that you're three and a half hours away from Creighton's campus out in Iowa city, but still that it's disappointing. It's always going to be disappointing, right? Um, Jalen Sherrod for the buffs. She was really a story. She was incredible. She actually picked up her fourth foul with six minutes to play, which you don't see guards in foul trouble all that often, but when you play such a physical style of defense, you're, you're pressuring the ball. You're trying to get the ball away from the other team. You do see that happen because that's the style of play you worry about her picking up that fifth foul. It never came. She was able to stay out there. It didn't even really cut into her minutes. She wound up playing 34 minutes in this game, but 27 points, 11 of 15 from the field, five boards, five assists, two turnovers, cancels those out with a pair of steals. Jalen Sherrod played incredibly well in this game, and, and she hit that big three at the end that I mean, it was basically over. Um, we can we can run through this kind of end-of-game sequence, but the the Buffs have the ball down five with a minute 20 left or something. And Maya Hollingshed hits a three and all of a sudden it's a five point game, but you know that you have to go to the free throw foul type of deal or get a steal, which again, that's that, that was why there was at least some level of hope is because Colorado is a team that can get the ball away from its opponents. Um, you don't necessarily need to send them to the free throw line to get another possession, uh, but they never got that steal. So, so Maya hits the, the three to go up, or go down by five with a minute 08 left. Um, they hit their two free throws, and then Jalen hits a three to cut the lead to four with 46 seconds left. And you still look at the math and say it's it's not gonna happen. But but she did hit that three, which was a big shot. Um, and she hit um, another three earlier too. And we we talked about these guards and their inability to to score the basketball. Um, I mean, and again, like. Compared to, to most of the country, yes, your guards are, are good scorers. Compared to the elite of the elite, the, the teams that play in the Pac-12, yeah, there, there's some left to be desired. Jalen got to the rim. She finished. She hit some jumpers. It was an incredible performance from her. Um, you know, let's, let's hit on this turning point right here because to me this is when the game... The, the game was kind of decided, you know, coming into this, it was, it was kind of a toss up. Um, both, both teams had a real chance to, 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 to win, but with about two minutes left in the game, um, Colorado had a, a great, great chance. You know, they're, they're within four points and they have, or no, sorry, there's a, there's a collision. I can't remember who Lucila Finau ran into, um, but it's in the backport backcourt. Um, I think it was after a pair of free throws from uh, Peanut Tutelli um, to cut the lead to four with 2:21 left, and Lucila goes down. All of a sudden, Creighton has this five-on-four going the other way, and like I said, four-point lead, a couple minutes left, 
And because Sela's down, the Creighton has the extra man advantage. And so they get the open three. They miss the three, which bails Colorado out. Creighton, not a team that misses a lot of open threes. And the Buffs get the ball back. And they get the ball back with about two minutes left, down four. And you are you have this chance to, to go make a play and make this a one-possession game. You know, turn it into almost a toss-up of a game. So you push in transition because you get the miss. You're, you you struggle as a team to to score points in your half-court offense. But in transition, you're really good, especially with Jalen Sherrod getting the rebound and running up the court um, when, when she's sitting on 24 points at the time. Pushing in transition, even though Sela still isn't involved in, in the play because she's hurt, I'm fine with that. Like, if you can go get an easy look, go get an easy look. But when the time comes for you to settle the ball down, there needs to be a timeout. And Colorado had three timeouts left at that point. And then instead, you wind up playing this half-court possession in a four-on-five because the defense is just leaving Lasila all alone on the wing. Like she's she's standing there all alone. She's still kind of bent over. They're not worried about her catching the ball and shooting it. And the Buffs have struggled shooting the ball anyway. They're not looking for a three-pointer, um, even even if she was healthy. So you wind up at this four-on-five offensive possession at a crucial point in the game when you should have called that timeout and um, and and let somebody else get onto the court. And I, I think that you know again you, you got the team to the. NCAA tournament, all that sort of stuff. And I think there's a lot of things that J.R. Payne did well in this game. So I don't want to harp too much on a couple of, of things that I would have done differently late. But your advantage in this game was your size. You know, your, your advantage was your size. Um, you, you're, you have a two-inch advantage at the five, at the four, and you have Quay Miller on the bench as your kind of sixth player who would also have like a four-inch advantage when you throw her in. And so when you have that sort of size, I would have leaned on it a little bit more, especially late in the game. I, I think I tweeted this, but I would have loved to have seen a lineup where you get Peanut in there with Maya, with uh, with Quay Miller too, and all of a sudden you're just so big and you can bully them. And would it clog things up a little bit in the middle? Yeah, and that'd be disappointing. But when you really don't have much of a three-point threat when Creighton's willing to, to give you some shots from the outside and you don't want those shots anyway. Why are you so worried about spacing, right? Because you don't don't have it regardless. And I think that when the buffs buckled down and just fed the ball into the paint, you know, they, they were scoring the ball. They, they were getting to the free throw line. A lot of really good things were happening. And... The, the, the offense just kind of fell out. And again, like when you score 74 points as Colorado, you feel good about that. That's a, that's a, that's a good number for Colorado um, because you're, you're never really expecting to give up 84 and they probably wouldn't have if not for the fouls late and that sort of stuff. But the offense, in my opinion, did its job. There was absolutely more out there. You know, you, you shoot 21% from three and that's disappointing but what do you really expect from a team that shot 30% from three this season? You know, maybe you get another another one to fall, two more to fall. You wind up six of 19 if you get two more to fall. And all of a sudden, you're, those six points could have changed the way that things play out in the end. Also worth noting, like I said, they were, they were, were they two of seven? No, two of 15 or 16. Two of 16, I think, before Maya and... Jalen hit those threes in the last minute 08 um, when the game was pretty much out of hand. Um, it, that's what you expect, right? 
And I think that you look at how Creighton played as well and say that for the most part, the defense was good, especially early on in this game. Colorado just shut them down. You know, this is a team that wants to get out and run. It's a team that wants to run a bunch of actions, get get players open at the three-point line and, and throw those shots up. They, they make more threes than all but two teams in the country. They, they shoot the three ball more efficiently than all but 10 teams in the country. That's what everything's predicated on. And the Buffs were able to really lock in and prevent them from getting open looks in the first half. And that kind of faded toward the end of the first half, but the Buffs were very much in control for most of the early going in this game. You know, and, and I think the big reason why was because these guards who are so good defensively were able to get out to the three-point line and defend as well as they did. And on top of that, you have that size advantage in the paint, so you, you, they really didn't want to... They weren't looking for post-up opportunities. Um, and, and because of that, you wind up just putting the clamps down on, on this team. I think they were sitting there... Yeah, they're sitting there with 27 points with a minute and a half left to go in the first half. Uh, and, and, and Colorado at that time had 31. You know, you have that slight four-point lead. These games are a grind. You're working hard. It's, it's the style of basketball that Colorado wants to play, though. Um, in the last minute and 28 seconds of that first half, Creighton went on a 9-0 run. And, and you know, that's what more than... No, that's that's 25%, more than 25%, about 30% of their of their scoring for the entire half came in that last minute 28. And so what, what is that? That's like 15% of the first half and you get 30% of your scoring. 15% is wrong. 7.5%. There we go. Um there's a that 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 was one of the deciding points. You know, that was an inflection point in this game. And there were a couple turnovers in there. Creighton hit a couple threes. I think they uh what they I, I, um sorry, these stats aren't loading quite as quickly as I had hoped they would. Um but you're you're defending the three-point line so well up until that point. And then Creighton's able to do what they do. Um I think I think it's notable that Colorado was able to defend the the point guard the the way that they did um that that's going to stand out to me when I think back on this game um again you're talking about Jalen Sherrod and Kendall Weta and and everybody else I mean Lucille is a really good defender um Frida's a really good defender they did a great job kind of cutting this Creighton attack off at the head um, they've they've got Tatum Rembau out there at Creighton, the only player on this team, I believe, who played in the last NCAA tournament that that Creighton went to back in 2018. And she's the point guard, a Loveland, Colorado native, coming off back-to-back ten assist games, fifth in the country in assist to turnover ratio, seventh in assists. Uh, she's she is the reason that this offense is so good. And I mean, in the the entire game, she put up. Um, there it is. Two assists and turned the ball over five times. Buffs put the clamps down on her. And and because of that, they, they it opened a bunch of doors uh, for, for CU throughout this game. Now, they were still able to find production. Um, you, you have uh, Lauren Jensen, one of the best three-point shooters in, in the nation. Hold her 0 of 3 from 3, but she still finds a way to get 16 points. 
Um, and, and there was just stuff like that that got in the way. I think in a lot of ways, the Buffs executed their game plan. Now, in the second half, the, the three-point defense did fall off a little bit. Um, let's see. Yeah, they were... They were three of three of nine in the first half, five of ten in the second half. Again, there I, I think that some of that when you talk about Lauren Jensen getting down into the paint and scoring, it forced the buffs to collapse in just a little bit. Um and you know, I, I think that that's where you probably say, like, you know, stick stick to the game plan. Stick to the game plan. Let's we we they're going to score points. You know, if, if we play perfect basketball on the defensive end, they're going to get 50 points. And what we don't want is for them to have opportunities from the three-point line because that's how they have a path to get 60 or 70. You know, we, we have to win our one-on-ones in the post, and we need to extend out to the three-point line and make sure they're not getting open shots. But I do think after Creighton started to get some pressure inside, you know, they, they won a couple of those one-on-ones inside. All of a sudden, Colorado collapsed a little bit, and that just opened everything up. And then it kind of leaves you without a defensive identity, without a bit of a defensive strategy. Um, I think rebounding, that's, I mean, always in a loss, one of the first things you look at. But uh, in terms of rebounds, you uh, you see 35 for Creighton, 32 for Colorado. That was actually much worse in the first half. Um, there was a, let's see, this is... 18 in the second, 15 in the second for Creighton. So that leaves you with 14 rebounds in the first half for Colorado, 20 rebounds in the first half for Creighton. And so you you, you did clean that up a little bit, I guess. But still, when, when you have that size advantage that we talk about, you should be able to win that by more. Um, yeah, th- those are some of the big picture things. You know, real quick, let's do this. Wana Optimal's fast asleep gummies are incredible. You know, if, if you're up late tonight thinking about how badly you wanted to see these guards get a chance to defend Caitlin Clark in the next round, maybe this can help you get to sleep. Um, basically, they're CBD gummies. You eat them, and then within 5 to 15 minutes, you start to feel your eyelids get heavy. You know, the, these aren't like the drugs that can leave you groggy the next day. It's just 10 milligrams of CBD, a hint of THC, and a tiny bit of melatonin. And, and it really does like relieve stress and stiffness and discomfort comfort, and help you fall asleep quickly. Uh, prefer the Dream Berry flavor if you guys are interested in that. And you can pick those gummies up, those Wana Optimals Fast Asleep Gummies, at Colorado's premier dispensary, that's Lightshade, with 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. They offer something for everyone from the casual consumer to the connoisseur. They have a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. And the best part is podcast listeners can get 25% off all non-sale items with the code DMVR. Shop online at lightshade.com or pick up or visit a Lightshade location near you. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook, an awesome promotion right now just for new users. If you bet $5 on any team to win any game in the NCAA tournament, you can get $200 in free bets. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. They also, for new users, or for existing users, I guess new users too, you can get in on same game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. 
Obviously, the more legs you add, the more money you can potentially win. Um, it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and the best part of all is that you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DNVR, and bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. You'll get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, then you win with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Real quick, DraftKings pick of the week. We're going with Iowa to make the final four. Um, So I actually got in on this. This is on the women's side, by the way. Um, I was just looking through some of these odds, and I saw that that was available, and I was surprised because Caitlin Clark is the best women's basketball player in the country. Give me her to to get through to the final four. When I got in, it was plus 4,000, which means you bet $10, then you win $400. It's a great deal, and it might change a little bit uh, depending on like whether you listen to this and get in before or after they play today. I mean, they're very heavy favorites, so it shouldn't change the odds too much. Potentially playing Creighton instead of Colorado might tweak the odds a little bit, but that shouldn't change it too much either, considering um, this this was a one-point spread on DraftKings Sportsbook this morning, the Colorado-Creighton game. Um, that's the DraftKings pick of the week. Iowa to go to the Final Four in women's basketball. Okay. Back in to this game. Um, Maya Hollingshed, you know, a a bit of a tough performance from her. I kind of circled her as somebody who I thought could put up some really big numbers given the way that this game should be played. You know, the Buffs leaning on the post, um, trying, trying to feed her, let her get some shots up. And, you know, she put up 15 points, 6 of 17 shooting, 5 rebounds, only 1 turnover, had a couple blocks in there as well. It was, a, it was a solid performance. But for somebody like Maya, the expectations are higher. You know, with, with Maya, you expect in every game for her to be pushing 20 points. And the question is more, how efficiently can she do it? And the answer today was she, she didn't quite get to 20, and she did it fairly inefficiently. Um, you know, Buffs will get away with that quite often because of their defense. In this one, you just needed a little bit more. And it, it's tough to be an efficient iso ball player. And and Colorado is lucky to have Maya, who is one of the best at doing that in the Pac-12, just needed a little bit more. Needed a couple more buckets from her. Um, Peanut came in and made some big plays, especially late in the game. Eight points, nine boards, three of six from the field. Um, she she was part of the, the squad that helped trim this deficit in the final minutes to that, like, four points we were talking about. Um, because Colorado did have some work to do. You know, in that fourth quarter, they, they started off with, I think, like, an 8-2 to two run, something like that, to get back within four points. Um, in the first half, Colorado led basically the entire way until they gave up that big run. In the second half, the, the roles kind of reversed, and, and Colorado would go on some of these runs to cut it to four points or five points or something like that. Um, but every time Creighton was able to answer, especially from the three-point line, and that's what the killer is. Um, but that's, again, that's that's what they do. Um, what else stands out? Uh, Kendall Weta. Kendall, I think, she, she had a good game. Kend- Kendall had a good game. She did so much defensively that I, I think you just have to say that. But what it's going to be remembered for is, you know, we talk about these late game situations where you're trying to trade threes for free throws and who knows, maybe they'll miss a free throw too. The, the game pretty much ended when Kindle missed like a 15 foot 
jumper, which is just not a good shot at that time. You know, if, you, if you're trying to get to the rim, you can get to the rim. Like there, there's going to be opportunities to get in the rim in those circumstances. What you're looking for is a three point shot. That's just not a good shot. And she struggled really, really struggled shooting the ball. Four of 14, um, eight points, 0 for, 5, 0 for 5 from three. Again, she's not a three point shooter. She shouldn't have taken those shots. And, and later on, you saw her pass those up. And a lot of buffs pass up the open threes. But that's, again, that's that's the fatal flaw of this team. You know, they're. Their, their half-court offense is is a struggle. And a big reason for that is that, you know, first of all, Jalen Sherrod, Kendall, all, all these guards, they can get to the rim. Jalen and Kendall can struggle to finish. Jalen was great finishing in this game. Kendall had a nice couple of reverse layups. Um, but you could really open all that up and potentially even turn the, the paint into a real strength if you're able to have a little bit of spacing on this team, which just isn't there, you know, Frida Foreman's supposed to provide that, but she struggled shooting the ball this season, which again, next year, probably a different story because she is a good shooter, but it's the world you live in right now. Um, you don't need to take threes just because you're open. Um, and I think that for Kindle going 05 from three, that, that did have a big impact on Colorado's chances of winning this game. You know, those are those are low percentage shots. And and again, she's a freshman. By the time she's a senior, you're gonna be saying, Oh, open Kindle three. Yeah, take that. Are you expecting her to make half of them? Maybe not, but you do expect growth over time at that from from there. Um also worth noting, Kindle was a minus twenty four in her twenty six minutes. Tough to do. Um second worst was Kylie Blackston. She played one minute and was a minus nine. That was I believe at the the end of the first half. Let me double check on that. Yeah. Yep. She. Oh, and she actually. No, no, no. That's right. She played that final one twenty eight when they gave up the nine zero run. Is that what it was? Was nine zero? I think it was nine zero. Um, br- brutal stat for her. Brutal stat for her. Um, Pina also minus nine in twenty six minutes. Uh, Maya was actually a plus one. Lucila uh, Finau, Jalen Sherrod both played it even. Uh, but, I mean, this all lines up, right? This this all really lines up when you remember that the Creighton bench outscored the Colorado bench 41-20. to Again, just, just a little bit of a lack of scoring punch there for Colorado. And again, that's, that's been a story all season. Um, anything else stand out? Quay Miller provided some really good minutes. Now she 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 was out there for 22 minutes, second second player off the bench really, and it, it makes sense, right? Six foot three center. She they, they have a five eleven center. I think they have a six footer who they play out there too. Um, but you have that size advantage, and she was able to take advantage of it. Uh, four of seven from the field, 12 points. She was four of four from the free throw line. She was obviously drawing some fouls. Five boards. She has an assist. Turned the ball over a couple times, but also has a block and a steal. Um, Really good minutes from her. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's always tough to lose out, and especially in a game that you're favored in, and, and favored in for good reason. You know, Colorado had a really really good chance of of winning this game. You know, there there were just some defensive lapses late. You know, they they were getting steals in that fourth quarter that were setting up some of the some of the runs that they were going on. They're getting out in transition. And how many times do we see the Buffs get just wide open layups because they're able to get a steal in the backcourt? I think Jalen scores twenty seven points. 
you might have seen like seven, eight, eight of those probably on just wide open layups after somebody got a steal and leaked the ball out to her. Um, there's all those moments, but then there's also just some defensive lapses. There's, there's times when, you know, late in the game, there were a couple of inbound plays where the buffs are pressuring really hard and Creighton's able to, to get the ball to, to a cutter who beat her man and is able to get to the rim for an easy layup. And there were two of those late that, that really skewed how this one played out. Um, The, the, like I said, we talked about the three-point defense. Good in the first half. Defended it poorly in the second half. Um, there's, you, if, if you're going to play the style of basketball, then you need to have the clamps on for pretty close to 40 minutes. Those, those couple of little stretches where you let your foot off the gas, those will doom you. And I don't, think, I don't think anybody wants to play this style of basketball. Like You want to at least have a little bit more of, of a half-court offense. You want to be able to shoot the three-ball uh, just don't be last in the conference in three-point shooting, right? Um, and and these will be things that are addressed over the offseason. You know, there's still a lot of really young players on this team, a bunch of players who are going to get better shooting the three-ball. You know, what does Jalen Sherrod look like in her senior season? I think that there's a good chance that Jalen winds up being a pretty solid three-point shooter. Uh, she has time to work on that over the offseason. That's true of all of these players. So, you do expect the shooting to get better that way. We've seen the buffs lean on the transfer portal a little bit. You know, we mentioned Quay Miller. She she was a transfer. Um, you know, Tamia Sadler, we, we didn't talk about her today, but I think that she could have played a significant role. She can provide some of that scoring punch off the bench. Um, and you know, she she wasn't out there today. Um you have You've seen the buffs lean on the transfer portal. I think you'll see more of that going forward, and and you can patch some of these holes. Like what you're looking for is somebody who could just be a sniper from deep, be a sniper from deep. And if you add that one piece, it'll open up a lot for this offense. I think. Um, still a young team. This is a huge step in the right direction. It continues a trend. You know, it's it's been since 2013 that they made the NCAA tournament. In that time, they've they've kind of gone from a, a bottom dweller in the Pac-12 to one of the most competitive teams. You know, there's the upset over Stanford. That was a moment. The the, the WNIT trip. That was that was a moment. And now all of a sudden, the, the the bar for Colorado basketball is getting to the NCAA tournament. And that's honestly true of the men and the women. That is the floor. If you get in, sure, solid season. Next year, though, we're going to be hoping for a run. And I think that if Colorado can clean a couple things up. This was a team that was capable of being a four seed. There, there's a world in which Colorado's a four seed, and they blew a couple games late. Um, they had they had a couple of overtime losses. Hopefully next year with another year of experience on their belt, and likely without Maya Hollingshed, and that's uh, obviously notable. That's a big hole to fill. But you have so much else that 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 should be improving. You know, Quay's going to be in the starting lineup, and I think that that's going to be valuable. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, and and there's no reason to think that this was a peak for this basketball team. This is uh this is a part of the positive momentum we've seen for a while, and there were a couple of mistakes in this game, and if not for those mistakes, we would be talking about how much fun it's going to be to see Jalen Sherrod and and that whole squad line up against Caitlin Clark, the best scorer, the best player in, in the NCAA women's basketball. So. Disappointing that the run ends here. Disappointing that Buffs basketball as a whole is done for the season. 
But we'll be back in October, and uh, we'll also have some more obviously happening between now and then on this podcast. Uh, we're, we're only 12 days away from the start of spring ball. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll keep talking about what's on the way there over the next couple of weeks, and um, good season. Good season, and now we're on to football. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We'll talk again on Monday.